was when you held me captive in your sweet embrace. My lips begin to burn and my heart beats faster than the normal pace. Wow. Oh my. Oh my. I'm out on a limb. I'm giving in to you again. Oh, hi. Yeah. Your face. What is happening? I am praying. Praise the Lord, niggas. Oh my Lord. I'm over I'm overwhelmed, literally. Literally overwhelmed. You should. You should be overwhelmed. You should be overwhelmed with the beauty of my Tina Marie rendition. Wait until I have my full strength and I give you my Rick James and Tina Marie fire and desire. Oh my God. Remind me. Let me know exactly when that's going to happen so I can make myself unbearable. But praise we'll record the, Lord. the show. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise him every single day. Praise him while you have the chance. Because you might not have the chance for much longer because uh Stacey Dash is running for political office. Oh my god. Praise the Lord, niggas, and please rebuke her name. <laughs> yeah, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Getting Grown with Jaden Kids, another episode where we discuss all things of the terrible, terrible, terrible world of adulting. <laughs> um, that's all we got this week for that <laughs> adulting is terrible I feel like we should put that on the shirt adulting is really terrible I mean it's it's uh, it's stressful man like shout out to all of us who are out here just trying to figure it out I had a, a breakdown and this is not even a breakdown but just kind of maybe I should save this for petty peeves but I, I went to the doctor December 21st so like just a few months, like a few months ago, I went to the doctor. I remember I had a cold. I would know that I was going to to Nashville to be with my family um, for the holidays. I was supposed to get on the um, I was supposed to get on the plane like the following day. Um, so I wanted to make sure that I make sure my cold was just the cold, so it wasn't like anything terrible. But um, I went to the doctor. And had a regular visit, got my prescription, went on about my business. I get a bill like two, three days ago. Talk about I owe the doctor like $100. And I'm like, excuse me, because I paid my copay. I don't understand what the problem is. I call the doctor. Your girl is like, you didn't have insurance at the time you came in for your visit. I said, you use a black ass lie. Black History Month lie. You a Black History Month lie. <laughs> she was like, our records indicate that your insurance was not active at the time of your last visit. I said, well, I don't know who told your records wrong. My coverage has never lapsed, darling. So I had to call the insurance company, get them on jack. They was like, no, girl, you've never lapsed in service. You had full coverage at the time of your visit. We don't have any record of any claim being filed. There was no attempt for a claim being filed. So I was like, well, somebody need to do something. So she said, call your doctor's office, the billing, the billing person at your doctor's office. I'm going to stay on the phone on three-way. I was like, this is my kind of carrying on right here. That's right. And she called and was like, there must have been some sort of glitch. I was like, well, y'all better glitch it together because what I will not be doing is sending y'all $100 because I have insurance. We no. thank God. And I paid my copay. Every so. time I pay, y'all take it. Like, what's the problem? 
I don't have anything for you. I'm sorry. Listen, I know that that was a bit of a tangent right there first in the beginning of the show, but I was just saying that these are the trials and tests and twists and turns of being an adult. And I'm just out terrible, here. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I'm just out here stressed out, but listen. Tumultuous. God be praised. And we're going to be all right. <laughs> What's going on, sis? How are things going on in your world? Well, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. Um, I I hate adulting right now. <laughs> I hate everything about it. <laughs> I hate uh, unforeseen circumstances. Um, I just, just, I'm just feeling pretty hateful. That's where we at right now, if we're going to be quite honest. I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm struggling, but I'm... <laughs> Everything. Uh, it's really hard. That's for real. That's for real. But I think this this is it's important for us to be candid and transparent about these days because it's a, just a part of life. Sometimes you're not going to be all, uh, you know, upbeat Betty about things. Oh, nope. Sometimes nope. you just got to like, you know, face the reality that things are not going as well as you like, but you just got to keep pushing through. You just got to get through it. And we're going to get through this episode because both of us have work to do after we get off here. Woo! Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we're going to jump through. We're actually going to, you know, spice things up. We've got tons and tons of Honesty Box emails, and we're going to kill 30 birds with one stone, and we're going to have an Honesty Bag. (laughs) We can shout out. (laughs) Shout Jade out for for the name. She said we should have an honesty bag uh, episode and just bang through three or four of these. Bust these things bust out. Bust these out, you know what I'm saying? Because we want to keep, you know, y'all keep sending them. We're not telling you to stop sending them. But we want to just try to get through them. We don't want y'all to be out here like, oh, they didn't read my question. Right. So, yeah. So we are doing an honesty bag. But, and we also have quite a bit of trash. Oh, yes. Let's jump right into that. And we also have a shout out to my sis. So, you know, all is not lost. Uh, we're no, we're, and we're also you know we're heading into March where we're gonna have lots of good content coming with uh some special guests and we're gonna be yes. launching our book club episode. So I hope you guys have picked up your books and are ready to talk about what we are reading and digesting together. I'm also gonna say we're gonna probably do a vote for April's book of the month. We're gonna start that mm-hmm. poll very soon, so we'll all have time. But I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I'm going to put Michelle Obama's uh, memoir front and center on that list. <laughs> and uh, um, or we could just not have a poll and we could just do that. Just actually, know what my, my auntie Michelle Levon Robinson Obama has to say. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to just hearing. I just feel in my spirit that she's going to be very, can- very, very candid and to the point about all of this. You know, the unexpected turns that her life has has taken in the last, you know, eight to ten years. And I'm really, really excited about I I, I feel like she's going to turn her black girl on and I'm excited. Listen, (laughs) I banged my judge gavel. We're not having no poll for April. We're doing Michelle Obama's book. I have to look and see exactly when it comes out. But yes, I'm pretty sure that it'll be out in the next couple of weeks. And if y'all are down and y'all just want to just go ahead and say this is what our April book of the month is going to be. Make sure you leave a comment, send us a tweet, comment on our uh, Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is the way. This is where we're headed. This is what we'd like to do. So y'all just let us know if you're on board. I also vote um, that we do Auntie Jennifer's book. We should. We totally should. Especially I since I've been listening to the audio book. I might turn that on after I 
after we finish recording because you just cannot laugh and feel better about your life when you listen to her. Her perspectives are just spot on. And she just has a oh. way of making everything be like, yeah, girl. Makes sense. Yeah, man. Makes She's, sense. We speak your name, Auntie Jennifer. We love you so much. We sure do. We're going to start. Yeah, so we, we thank you for, for giving us a little bit of positivity before we talk about how Kia mentioned Stacy Leatherface Dash <laughs> is running for Congress in California. I just feel like this is just like, I, I read online that she's running for the, the, I guess the districts that cover like Compton and just like <laughs> really super black places. So I just really, I just feel like Stacy girl, did you really think this through? Is what I want to, what I really want to ask her. Have you looked in her eyes? She's dead. No, I've tried. She... I've tried not to. I've avoided her pupils at all costs. You, it's not, you can't help it. It's so much white and it's so much white. <laughs> that means two oh, things. Oh, yes. She's running. She's running for California's 44th district, which includes Compton, Watts. <laughs> I said Inglewood, Long Beach, Compton. <laughs> Watts, San Pedro, and is it San Pedro? Sorry. I think it's San Pedro. San Pedro and North Long Beach. I called it. Is she kidding me, bruh? No. She's she's dead serious. Somebody come and get Dion because she's clueless for real. Like, honestly, truly. Girl. She I, I I literally I could literally never ever watch Clueless ever again. I I can't. She says a number, she tweeted a number of people online and off have suggested I run for political office. I wanted to see what my online community thinks of this idea as I mold the possibilities. Thoughts. 4,001 people responded back to her. <laughs> <laughs> More people listen to this oh show. Oh my Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lord have mercy. This is just so, so much. So much. There's so much here. So much material. So many people. Oh my God. 4,001 people <laughs> responded to you. <laughs> Woo! That is rich. Oh my gosh. Stacey says. Go ahead, girl. Run. <laughs> oh my gosh. 930 people retweeted it. Oh. oh. Nine, I got more Facebook friends. I just. Woo! Well, let me see. I mean, Stacey only has. Well, she got half a million followers. Yeah, and I'm probably I'm sh- pretty sure about um f- most of those are bought. I just feel like oh, <laughs> I mean, I just girl. I mean, honestly, I mean, did the current sitting president of this raggedy country? Has, has just, you know, he's responsible for this because I mean, his election, his, his entire existence is just proof positive that you can win offices and have jobs that you are not qualified to have. Um, and I don't mm. know who lied to Stacey, what people are telling her online and off that she should run for political office. I don't know what basis, what grounds anyone would advise her or suggest that she do that. Like, cause she's done nothing but just raise hell and stir the pot. Um, and be up and be used by media outlets to offend black people like that. <laughs> but I don't, I'm and to offend people of color. I mean, I just, mm. if well, 901 people retweeted that, 
um, I'm pretty sure four thousand one. I don't. What'd you say? It said four hundred and um, it says nine hundred and thirty retweeted it, and we can respond uh, back to them in about a matter of fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, girl. I go ahead. Get the egg. Like go do your thing. Go ahead. Pay for by the dash to DC testing the waters committee. Oh, sweet hour of prayer. Well, listen. I just need. I mean, California is the blue state. Um, it is. They also did. They did. <laughs> this is the same. What they did. State have, elected Arnold Schwarzenegger. They did. Um, That's interesting. But it is, you know, where Mother Maxine reigns supreme. So I'm going to hope and pray. <laughs> this is true. That, uh, that They're not going to let this happen. Yeah, I feel like, I just feel like this won't go much further than the Twitter sphere. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just foresee most of California going, ha! Oh my god. Anyway, enough of her. Enough of her. Um indeed. Tisha Campbell's still here, even though she's filed for divorce. Call it Tisha. From the other Martin. From the one that I love. Listen, I have loved a doll from out all night my whole life. I you know, Dwayne Martin actually, he just has like a like a, a happy face. I enjoy him. And I just, I've never understood how he and, and Tisha, you know. I haven't either. But, you know, I try not, you know, I try to mind the business that is mine. And I just let them, they seemed happy and out here flourishing in the marriage. So who are me to judge? You know what I'm saying? I um, mean, I was fine with it. I didn't really care. I, um, I didn't really even know that, that, that Tisha was crazy as cash until recently. True. So, this is very true. This is very so true. So I didn't think, I just didn't think about it for them. It was just like, oh, Tisha Campbell, Dwayne Martin, they've been married for a long time. Uh, and that's the long and the short of it. And then and then they had the little rumors where, you know, he was gay with Will Smith. Um, mm. That that wasn't nothing but Scientology. <laughs> uh, that was all it was. That wasn't nothing but Scientology. Oh, that my word. Nothing. They fall in the same boat as Stacey Dash. Um. But yeah, so they're getting a divorce. I don't know why, but I would like to put you all on to a very small gym that I discovered today online. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it is a page on Instagram oh God. called The Real Tisha Campbell. Oh, God, help us. It's not, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it, it is it is a series of photoshopped Tisha Campbell faces on Beyonce. What? <laughs> on Beyonce pictures. I don't know. Only, only you would know about this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> they, got, they got one with her on the hold up, on the hold up yellow dress. You got to stop. It has got the quotes. You're like really tickled <laughs> over there. And I just, because it's... Because it's they're saying oh Tisha God. Campbell's gonna make her own version of Lemonade. Stop it right there! Please, don't encourage her. Why? I don't know why y'all encourage her. Because y'all know every time. Because it'd be a comedy album. Oh my God! I can't. <laughs> so go get your life. No, and check out the real Tisha Campbell. I will actually not do that. So God bless you. Oh, Ooh, it is funny. You're too much. What? Actually. Ooh, I just that saw. Actually, uh, this is not trash at all, but I just saw that the 
the read live is scheduled to be uh in DC where you're gonna be in town. Oh hey! They just sold out though, so <laughs> I just um, read that. That doesn't. I, I mean, I know it doesn't have anything that. to do with you, but I was. Uh, <laughs> I don't care about that. I'll be DC there. show is sold out because I mean, our friends are total celebrities, but that's fine. They sure are. Um, I don't want to hear it's nothing from you, Crystal. So, uh, um, guys, um, let's not ever talk about Tisha Campbell again. Can we? Um, <laughs> I saw a, a picture on the shade room where Dwayne Martin was uh, leaving dinner with Jada Pinkett, and he still looks like he's twenty nine. I just said, he, but he looks so sad. He does look sad, but I got a hug for Dwayne Martin. You can call on me. You can count on me. I was listening to the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. <laughs> You can count on so me. good. Another all black movie, Wakanda forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever. But <laughs> I, absolutely, I'm here for Dwayne Martin. If he needs me, somebody running my information, please. He can count yeah, on me, Dwayne. He can count on me. Wakanda too. <laughs> <laughs> what is the rest of the trash, girl? Please, I'm already tired. Well, while we're already Wakanding, um, white people are still ru- they're ruining things like they do every <laughs> oh. single day. And they have tried to take T'Challa and turn him into T'Chad. <laughs> what? Oh, they tried and to they oh, have a white boy. I'm sick of it. <laughs> they got a white boy in a Black Panther costume draw. I'm I just saw it online, it. and I, I just am sick of it. T'Chad was hilarious. T'chad so I love how Black people. T'Chad, <laughs> right? You are not welcome here. You are now stripped <laughs> of the powers of the Black Panther. <laughs> I have. I have been. Um, Doing my impersonation of M'Baku every time I feel down <laughs> in my spirit. I just say, Sis. we have come, we have been watching <laughs> from the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I have been imitating Forrest Whitaker oh, <laughs> all day at work with my coworker. <laughs> has been run by a child who scoffs that tradition. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, King. Please get mad and tell him. You cannot. You may speak. not. Speak. <laughs> I, I feed you to my children. Oh my God. I'm just playing. We are vegetarians. <laughs> like, are you done? I, I just love him so much. <laughs> Yo, his la- he was literally the best, but I did see a picture where he shaved his face and I wish he had. What? Like um, right now? Yeah. Oh, not a bald yeah. face. My God. I, I don't. Know. I'm going to run. And it's from, like Vaseline no, down no, no, to the no. side. I'm going to run from those images. He will not ruin the fantasy for me. That's it. Cool. I'll send them no, to you. No, thank um, you. You'll be blocked. <laughs> I'll block you right now. It's fine. Uh, you have now been stripped of the powers of the Black Panther. Okay. I and uh, yeah. <laughs> of the Jabari tribe. <laughs> we have been watching <laughs> from the mountains. <laughs> oh, we're ridiculous! Oh my god, we're so sorry, guys. I see that movie three times, and I'm not. I, I'm not done. finished either. Um, I will be going. And if it makes you feel better, your niece will not stop calling her daddy Black Panther. <laughs> she calls him Black Panther. She kisses <laughs> Black Panther and uh, T'Challa. <laughs> She, we were in a car yesterday. She was like, Black Panther! Oh Black Panther! Oh and he was like, are you talking to me? He's, Noah is ridiculous. She Wakanda's forever, every day, and I live. We bought her a Black Panther doll yesterday. Um, and then, oh, to round out Black History Month, 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. I have two more, three more things. Okay, okay, okay. Set It Off is coming <sighs> to a stage near you, starring uh, Brett. I wonder who she's going to uh, play. I don't know. This who. is the life draining from my body, the life force draining from my body. Latoya Luckett. Nope. Demetria McKinney. Nope. And Kyla Pratt. Penny Pratt? Penny Pratt! A family, family, proud family. I feel like Set It Off is not a stage play. <laughs> because if, uh, Neither was Love Jones, but they did that. I just don't feel like they should burst into song at any point during Set It Off. I don't, I don't really, is it a musical or it's just a stage play? So, you know how niggas love to turn things into oh, a musical. And so, and, and did I ever tell you the experience of Love Jones, the musical? No, I didn't know you went to that. Because I didn't want a lot of people to know. Mm. Um, but we went and Fascinating. they tried to turn it into, <laughs> we're not going to ask why I went, but there was a specific purpose and I was there mm. so that I could come back and tell your people from the mountains. We have been watching <laughs> from the mountains. That's what I said to Chris up, Michelle. Oh um, and so she played Nina and they turned it into this like 2000, I think it was 16 at the time, 2016 version of Love Jones musical. So they instead, remember when they were playing records in the, on the, in the movie, <laughs> they were sending each other text messages and songs. So what they would do is they had these two big screens and they made them look like iPhones and they were texting each other back and forth. Oh, well, you don't know nothing about this. And what they would do is then go to the black stage, put the light shining down and some nigga who hasn't sang live in about 15 years will come out and sing a song. So they had um, Michelle A. She came out and sang <laughs> something in my heart. That was one of the songs that Nina you guys, cousin Chrisette, sent to uh, Darius. And then another one was, oh, Silk. So the little Oompa Loompa from Silk, who wears the spandex, turtle, short sleeve turtlenecks. Um, he came out saying, <laughs> Oh my God. It was a black t- time. <laughs> it was a black so i don't know what they're gonna do with this this set it off on the live stage but i think i might just go see it because i need to i need to figure out what's getting ready to happen here and i want to know who plays the crying one penny proud probably yeah that's true could be demetria mckinney though too oh i'm sick of <laughs> moving right along Man, Monique in the Breakfast Club interview. I'm gonna let y'all have this. I will say though, I I watched a, a piece of a clip on on Twitter. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I just couldn't even get through that because that Sunday school tone that she was using. Monique was speaking to Charlemagne and them as if she were reprimanding them, like they cut up in she vacation was. Bible school, and she was reprimanding them in the back, like they wasn't gonna be able to go to arts and crafts until she had this, this talking to them. And I just could not <laughs> deal with that way she was. Pointing her fingers. <laughs> she loves. Why does she point, point her too. fingers? I'm gonna point my fingers because Leonard. I was just like, I'm like slow down, cowgirl. And she was First like, of let, all, me tell put you, your guns let me away. tell you something, my sweet baby. Don't what, girl? 
Girl, Yo. I have to cut it off immediately. I literally watched about four seconds of it because between <laughs> between them pointing fingers and that tone, I was just completely, I couldn't. I was like, now, Monique, the thing about Monique <laughs> is that I understand that she's on this um, all hell no, y'all gonna try me. <laughs> like, she's like, all hell no, this is an all hell no national speaking tour. All hell no, the musical. <laughs> I understand that she's going nationwide you know, on some JG Wentworth, this is my money and I want it now. I understand <laughs> that she's upset. She wants her voice to be heard. I understand. Howsoever, I do feel like the beef that I've had with Monique from the very beginning is that, you know, she want to, I don't know, I just, the approach, her approach and yeah, that, that's and the that way is that she has issue. positioned herself and I mean, I get it. And I'm not arguing. I don't like we talked about before when we had the episode, um, we, you know, talked about her and Tracy Ellis Ross. It wasn't I, I don't take issue with what her message is and what she's saying. Nope. But it's just like, remember that Cosby show episode where he was talking about if you put your favorite dinner on a garbage can lid, it's not appealing. <laughs> exactly. I just exactly. Feel like, yes. I feel like I feel like she she. And I'm not saying that she has to soften her message or not say, or, you know, I just, I don't know. I just feel like she is the way that she Listen, comes you across. Get more bees. You get more bees with honey than vinegar. And I'm not saying she got to be all go, super sweet and apologetic. And no, I'm not arguing well, she's that. She's actually already very, she's very sweet, like with it, with the, but it's nice, hey, my nasty, baby. And it's, hey, my it's, sweet baby. I can't. It's, it's, it's nice, nice, nasty. nasty and it's nice, nasty. I just feel like. I don't know. It just it doesn't seem genuine, and maybe it's because someone raised a point today on Twitter and about like you know how she's on this um, on this campaign and she's calling people out for you know being a, people calling her the donkey of the day and all that other stuff. But let's not forget that you know if we were to just take a trip back and look at Monique stand up from yesteryear where she had that side pony with the scrunch, <laughs> where she had that side <laughs> pony with them finger waves up at the top. And all of her skinny bitches are evil and she done call people all manner yeah. of all things. And now, yes. you know, somebody done call her the donkey today. All of her, all her spanks is riding up her, her behind. Would you bunch. call your I mother just, a donkey? Would you call your grandmother a donkey? All I want to do is mute the video and play the deals. <laughs> I met my baby at the bang, bang, shoot him mm. up because that's exactly what she looked like. With her fingers up in the air. And again, her message, like, I'm, I understand what her message is, but she went about it the wrong way. I'm going to get into it in Petty Peeves about Postmates, but I had an issue with Postmates today. Did I get on any platform and say, hey, my babies, <laughs> I want all of us to band together and ban Postmates? No, nigga, because that's my personal problem. <laughs> I went to Postmates and tried to solve the problem. You know what I'm saying? And so going on a tour is not going to get you what you want. I'm sorry. Now, I understand you need, to, you know, with us bringing issues to inequality and things like that. But that you have to recognize certain factors within certain situations. And anyway, I ain't getting into it. I just it, feel like whatever. she needs a team other than her old awkward husband. To sit or her, yeah, because that nigga is not giving her sound. I advice. mean, I just feel like <laughs> you know, in terms of strategy, there could be a more effective way to get exactly. Monique access to the platforms that she needs in order to get her message across. Because I do not, 
uh, like I said, I, I don't, I, I wholeheartedly agree with what she said. She has receipts and all of that, but it's just a matter of like how it's a matter of timing. It's a matter of phrasing. It's a matter of, of, of a, a number of things that she did not consider before she hopped on the internet and thought we were all going to just jump on her coattails and, you know, abandon Netflix and everything else. I get it though. Um, I just wish that she would, you know, broach the conversation in a more productive way. Yeah, I'm not giving up my Grace and Frankie. Season four just came <laughs> out. So, yes. Sorry, Monique. Um, you, I don't know. Uh, and then lastly, <laughs> I met my baby at the bang, bang. Oh, my gosh. Shoot him up. <laughs> <laughs> next time I have to next time when I'm in a staff meeting and they try me I'm gonna hey my sweet babies hey my sweet babies Listen, my babies so all of your emails were trash <laughs> and I love us for real <laughs> just, like, I don't know like, that is not gonna get you no no results I don't know um you want to you want to close out our trash by telling the people about NYU's Black History Month let's do it let's do it let's do it let's do it okay so uh NYU um New York University is recently mm-hmm. in the news for a Black History Month menu uh, that they featured in the dining hall, a celebration of Black History Month. Um, a student by the name of Kayla Eubanks saw the sign for the Black History Month special menu um, and she was geeked and excited to go to the dining hall and see what was popping. And so she got there and read the menu and was uh, offended. The full menu consisted of ribs, collard greens, cornbread, smashed yams, macaroni and cheese, and two beverages, red Kool-Aid and watermelon flavored water. How deliciously offensive. Nobody says smashed yams. (laughs) So I know nobody black created this menu, which automatically makes it racist. So... Uh, Kayla approached the cafeteria managers about it and was told, you know, yeah, it's Black History Month. Um, and she, you know, pushed back and said she was having a hard time believing that this was being served at a place like NYU, which prides itself for being diverse and inclusive. Um, and she then started to tell other people what was going on. Another student, uh, you know, Everyone came. They said she started inviting people to the dining hall to see what the menu was. And, you know, the frustration began to brew on the campus. And, you know, students wrote a letter to the head of the dining hall and copied several deans. Um, the letter is, is actually on the Internet is why I think CNN posted it. Um, and so and why you did take action, the president of the college released a statement. Um, agreeing that the menu was uh, inexcus- inexcusably offensive. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the two persons, uh, the school's food vendor, accompanied by the name of Aramark, um, mm-hmm. they were contacted and they said the error was compounded by the insensitive, insensi- bleh, insensitivity of the replies made to a student who asked Aramark staff on site how the choices were made. Aramark argued that Black individuals who were on staff in that particular dining hall came up with the menu. So there was no way that the menu was racist. Um, Okay. uh, They said smashed yams. I doubt it. So, yeah, I mean, I, and why I'm, I'm glad that action was taken. I just think that it is sad that, you know, 
what <clears throat> that that's something like it is still surprising at how something like this is considered offensive. Word. Like, first of all, I mean, I get it. Like, we understand that a lot of these items on the menu are things that we do cook as black families. However, however. I'm more offended by the beverage whoa, choices. Honestly. The, I, the <laughs> beverage choices are what took it yeah. over the top. Because when you started reading it to me, I was like. You know, I'm okay with the uh, you know, a rib, a collard green. Okay. That's not, right. I mean, because, I mean, I'm sure you know, every school or business across the nation has some sort of Black History Month menu that featured many of the same foods. But. I'm sure. Watermelon infused water. <laughs> is like a blatant like that's a kool-aid kool-aid and watermelon flavored water are completely unacceptable red kool-aid the menu actually said red kool-aid and watermelon water um so i mean those actually perpetuate stereotypes that have existed about you know our community for a really long time. So I, I could see how that that would be perceived as culturally insensitive. I see how y'all didn't put chicken on there though. I thought they, I'm sure they thought that they was doing something by not having chicken. That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. I was like, no, them niggas put ribs on purpose. (laughs) That we cannot. I'll tell you, we will not go in this menu and that's chicken, but there's no way anybody can be offended by watermelon water because they sell it in whole foods. I can just hear the conversation yeah. and it's trash. Like if y'all want to have a real black history month menu, the only thing that's appropriate is for you to put vibranium <laughs> on there. I don't even know what y'all were thinking about. Nobody would have been offended Wakanda by that. Forever. We would have all been good. Wakanda forever. And then you should have had the purple drink that stripped oh the my- powers <laughs> of the black. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. And why you? <laughs> That's it. It's trash. The longest taking out the trash Y'all segment we've ever had. It, man. But yeah, let's <laughs> jump right in to shout out to my sis so we can get to these honesty boxes. My sis is popping right now. Like, we have been watching from the. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it no more. <laughs> it's time for shout out to my sis. I have. It's just my favorite thing right now. Just let me have it. It is. Um, <laughs> all right. So. Uh, We've got a couple of shout outs to my sis. The first one is coming from um, a young lady by the name of Kadika, Kadeka. I'm sorry, you did not give me a phonetic pronunciation, so I'm trying the best that I can. Uh, Kadika Miller says, hey, y'all, I wanted to share this app I came across yesterday that highlights books written about people of color. The best part is that the app was created by a young woman of color named Kaya Thomas. Although I don't know this young lady, I just wanted to give her a special shout out from one sister to another. I hope we can bring even more exposure to what this young lady is doing. Um, so thank you. Oh, she says, P.S. Love the show. Um, y'all and keep typing fast. Oh, absolutely, sis. So I want to thank, um, sure I want to thank, I hope I'm saying this rightly, sis. Right, sis. It's Kadeka, Kadika. I'm sorry. I just, I'm going to do better. Uh, yes. I want to thank her for putting me on to, uh, We Read 2. We Read 2 is a directory of hundreds of picture, picture, chapter, middle grade, and young adult books written by authors of color featuring main characters of color. Whether you are a parent, librarian, teacher, or student, We Read 2 is the best resource for you to find diverse books for youth readers. It's absolutely free. It was developed by a young lady named Kaya Thomas, who is a recent graduate of Dartmouth College, and she's now working 
as an Brilliant. iOS engineer at Slate. Um, she wanted, oh yeah, my she goodness. wanted to create this app, you know, just, you know, so parents and other people who are looking for books by, for, and about uh, communities of color can find and have access to books for uh, children to read. Um, and she just, you know, made it available to us right there through our telephone. So we wanted to, you know, uh, feature this because I think it's a valuable resource. Um, and we wanted to shout out Kaya for the awesome work that she's doing. Um, and yeah, thanks for the shout out. I will definitely be downloading and I will, we'll be leading the, leaving the information in the information box so that you guys could check it out too. But it's an awesome, awesome website and do me a uh, app. I should say it's an awesome, awesome app. Do me a solid. Um, and, download it and uh, write a glowing yep. review because I was going through and I found some hateful, <laughs> misguided, ignorant <sighs> reviews left. Oh, great. Another broken white boy for us <laughs> to fix. Listen, the people <laughs> are mad because we read to um, is a directory uh, for us by us and they'll just have to deal. But we want Kaya to know that we appreciate what she's doing for our community. And this is not to sl slight yes. or it's not to slight or downplay or, uh, you know, this, you know, it's not to disrespect any, any other kind of book, but it's just a place where we can find books that are for us and about us and feature us. I mean, because those things are not always common in, and, you know, in mainstream uh, outlets. So I want you guys to check this out. I want you guys to support Kaya um, and hopefully give her some positive reinforcement to combat some of the negative things that I saw when I read through the reviews earlier today. Uh, the the fact that anybody can turn that. People just want to be mad. They just like, want to be upset. And I mean, I don't see how. For you? Yeah. <laughs> anyway it's trash um so make sure you guys download it i definitely will be because i have a little black girl and it is very very important to me for her to let me explain something to you guys i am on a monique-esque oh, tour against this little girl named jojo siwa that? that i caught noah watching on youtube some little girl on youtube with lots of colors it looks like it looks like lisa frank in motion and it's so a cartoon? like alicia Keys braids no it's a girl like it's an actual person named jojo siwa she i don't know what she she sings and she dances and she makes youtube videos and she's got items in target and I need my daughter to focus on other things. <laughs> I don't want her like I, you know, I want her to enjoy herself and I don't try to take anything from her, but I do want to promote. I like to promote blackness in our house. I think it's very important for her to see representation. Um, I told you guys how I was not going to take her to see Black Panther just yet because I thought it might be too much. And I was like, you know what? That representation is so rich. I had to. I had to take her to go see that. I needed her to see the Dora Milaje. I needed her to see Shuri. I needed her to see Okoyo. I needed her to see Nakia. I needed her to see all of that because that representation matters so much. So make sure you guys download the app. I've downloaded the app. I will be purchasing a number of the books and I think it's very dope. Um, and I just think it's great to see blackness in such a highlight these days. A Wrinkle in Time is getting ready to oh, come yeah. out. One of my favorite books of all time. And when I tell you all, I am just hype boots. I am so hype for it. So Wakanda forever. forever. Um, we have a 
forever. We have another shout out to my sis. Sarita with Stay Hungry is a culinary experience that bridges hip hop with food and beverage. And one way um, that they do that is by having a culinary competition in which they partner with high school students with coach chefs to make dishes inspired by hip hop lyrics. So what's really fun is uh, like one of the dishes, for example, is a T-bone steak, cheese, eggs and Welch's <laughs> grape. And so they work. They have these students work with a guest chef. Um so it's super, super dope. They're going on a tour this year. Their first stop is in D.C., which is on March 14th, and they are looking for coach Damn. chefs. So if you are if you are interested in working with Stay Hungry, and Sarita is such a sweetheart, um, she asked me to be a part of it, and so I will be a part of some of the programs. Um, you can holler at yostayhungry at gmail.com, and I'll be sure to put that link in the description box. And the fun thing is she's also working on a hip hop documentary, which I will put the link in the description box for you to read about. But make sure you guys, if you are, if there are any um, chefs out there who are looking for, uh, for opportunities to work with students and to be able to do some fun things, then make sure you guys hit up yostayhungry at gmail.com. And uh, like, again, I will definitely put the information in the description box. Nice. And that is shout out to my sis this week. Right on. Make sure you guys are sending um, your shout out to my sis and everything to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. We love to read what um, what everybody is doing out there and we try to feature as many as we can. There's so, 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 so many. So just know that we see you all the time and we are not trying to ignore you. We're just trying to get through them. True indeed. Honestly. Truly. All right, all right, all right. Let's jump right into this honesty bag and we are going to begin and start this party off with an email that we received by a young lady who said, please call me Katniss. <laughs> and she says, <laughs> hello, ladies. Hi, ladies. Call me Katniss. I don't want to get too long, so I'll get right to it. The title of her email is called The Intern Hunger Games. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, Katniss says, I'm 24 and a senior in college. I had so many setbacks since I've been in school, so I'm so happy to finally see the finish line. I graduate in May. And I've been working at a small accounting firm for a year now. It started out as just a three-month internship, and I was later offered a part-time role. Things have been going right. Things have been going well, and a full-time position has been hinted at once I finish school. They even offered to assist with grad school. Right now, I work as an intern under one of the senior accountants, and she's nice. I'll call her Miss A. I learned some basic things from her since I've been here, and on many occasions, I thought about asking her to mentor me. She's in her mid to late 30s, went to the same university, and she's very knowledgeable about this field. Now, about three months ago, they brought in another intern. We have had some classes together, so we know each other, but have never really spoken besides class-related things. Anyway, since she's been here, she and Miss A have become seemingly close. They're both Latina, so sometimes they talk in Spanish, chatting up and giggling, which is cool. I get that they may click in that way. We live on a small island, so that may even they may have even known each other beforehand. However, I'm not going to lie. I do feel a bit left out. But what's really bothering me is I feel like Miss A is training her, the other intern, to do more than she showed me to do in the last six months. It's super busy since it's tax time, and the new intern is doing tax preparations while I'm still doing bank recs and updating spreadsheets, I feel like I've been put on the back burner. Once in a while, Miss A does mention to me, oh, I have to show you how to ABC, but then she gives me other less important things to do while she's schooling the new girl. Now, I want to address this, but how? I don't want to be shortchanged, and I want to work here after I graduate this spring. Am I reading too much into it? A part of me feels like I might be being insecure. 
Since I'm not finishing school, quote, on time, I feel like I'm playing catch up and I want to secure this job to gain more work experience. I guess I feel like I'm competing and maybe I'm actually not. What should I do? Whatever advice will you have will be greatly appreciated. Love the content you all put out every week and wish you both continued success. <clears throat> hey, girl. <laughs> hey, my baby. Sweet baby. Hey, my, hey, sweet my sweets. My lovelies. Hey, my sweets. <laughs> my darling. My honeyed pot. Um, your feelings are always valid. They're always valid. Um, and so you feeling away is completely understandable. Nobody wants to feel like they're on the back burner. And nobody wants to feel like they're not being challenged or uh, somebody is not allowing them to live up to what they know that they're, they have the capability of doing. Also, you don't want your education hindered and your experience. So your feelings are all valid. Um, and I don't think that you would put yourself in a bad place in mentioning this to Miss A, uh, but I would paint it in a light. I would not bring in the other intern. I would not mention her because you don't ever want to bring somebody else into what right. you got going on unless it's like, you know, like a beef or something like that. But when it comes to something like this, I would approach her from the from the standpoint that, hey, there have been a number of occasions where you've mentioned there are certain things you're going to train me on, but I feel that I'm doing redundant tasks and I'm not being challenged. And I've, you know, I, I've obviously, you know, climbed the ladder and I've been able to prove myself in certain ways. And I'd love to get to a level in which I'm learning more. And so, you know, I'd like to focus on these things and you just keep it strictly about yourself and, and the things that you want. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong yeah, with that. I would, you know, I agree. I would totally keep it light. You don't want to go in there accusing her of anything or, you know, you know, jumping the mm -hmm. gun without having hard, solid evidence. Uh, but I do feel like your gut, you know, your gut, you know, it's it's, not it <laughs> tends to, you know, raise our, you know, awareness about things that may actually be happening. <laughs> So I, I, if it were me, I would, um, like Jay said, I probably would not mention the other intern, but I would, you know, try to be as proactive in the situation as, as possible in terms of, you know, um, hey, you know, the things that she said that she was going to train you on, go back to her and ask her, you know, ask her for certain tasks, ask her, try to be proactive, see what she's working on, if you have access to what she's doing beforehand you know say can I help out with this have specific projects in mind I'd like to help you out with this I'd like to do that I like to do that you know bring her a tax preparation mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying or say you know this is let her know the tax preparation is, is a skill that you would actually like to learn specifically you know mm -hmm. hey I'd really like to get some experience you know doing some tax preparations you know, um, or I want to get some more experience with, you know, what's going on during tax season. I want to be more helpful. I want to be more hands on, um, you know, try that first. Cause I mean, it would be if, if she, mm -hmm. you know, and then if she is pretty, if she blatantly ignores that, then, then you'll know that your hunch is confirmed. But my guess is mm -hmm. that since you go, you guys built such a strong rapport prior to the other intern, um, uh, coming on the scene right showing up uh you know i i feel like she would they, you know receive your interest you know warmly like i don't think it would be something that she would um you know shun or 
you know, question or anything like that. I think I would I would try to be as proactive as possible right up front. And I would list out the things that I would want to learn and ask her for specific uh, opportunities to, you know, build those skills. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't even jump to conclusions as far. I mean, now, now them, them speaking Spanish around you, you know, listen, I don't want to offend anybody, but I just feel no, feel but like, it's, it's rude. You know like when we're, when we all right. speak and if we're language. all in the same place and all of a sudden they just, you know, I get it. I get it. Right. So, so I, I feel like there is a bit, you know, your feelings are warranted, like Jay said, but before you go in there on some rah-rah, just make sure that you have mm-hmm. done your due, due diligence, because if it gets down to it where, you know, this needs to be a concern that you raise with somebody else, you want to be able to say that you've done, you know, due diligence first. You know, I went to her and I asked for certain opportunities, right. blah, 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 blah. You want to just... I mean, I'm confident. I mean, I feel pretty good that that yeah, it's, you know, you just asking will get you what you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially because you you did you didn't paint her in a negative light at all. You just said right. that you know you just noticed these things, and so when you keep the other intern out of it, when you go to her, that'll take the petty out of the situation. When you present it as an education opportunity, nobody can turn that down. And then furthermore, you can you you know you can say, hey, it's tax time. It's a busy time, and I think this is a great a great moment for me to pick up some more experience with certain things. And like Kia said, be very specific. Go in there with a list of things that you want the experience in. And you can be petty in a way where you know there are things that the other intern has been trained mm-hmm. on and you put that on the list, but you don't have to mention her. And you can, again, do it in a light manner, um, but just in a, hey, I'm thirsty for this. You know, I just want yeah. to get experience in this. I want to further my education and my career in this. And nobody can argue with that. Just watch the Monique video and then do everything opposite. Right. <laughs> um, and to your to your feelings of insecurity, I've said this before. Um, once you get your degree or even while you're getting your degree, no one's worried about things like age. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't want you to get hemmed up there because, you know, a lot of a lot of times I think those those kind of things is where we put pressure on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um you being 24 and being a senior has nothing to do with this situation at all. I understand you feeling some sense of urgency to, you know, get, get, you know, really immersed in, um, pursuing your career and getting serious about laying out the kind of experiences that you have. And I feel like that's completely fair and commendable and any college senior getting ready to graduate should be doing those very same things. But, don't let, you know, those kind of little things that we kind of hang ourselves up on. Like, forgive yourself, girl. 24, again, there's nothing wrong with you being 24 and, and getting ready to finish your bachelor's. Nothing wrong at all. Um, most of the time, like like I said before, when everyone gets your degree, when you get your degree, no one's going to say, uh, if you say, I'm an accountant, I have my CPA, no one's going to say, how old were you when you finished? No. No. <laughs> like, most of the time that's just about never going to happen. No. Um, and we put our, pre- we put pressure on ourselves to kind of reach things by certain ages. And that's fair. It's fine to have a plan, but sometimes life happens and the plan doesn't work out as we, as we would have hoped. But the point is you about to finish. So don't let that, don't let that, uh, distract you or that's another, that's another bag that you don't have to carry. Sis, let it go. Furthermore, furthermore, like, 
look at it, spin it in the positive light. Look at it where you're getting your education. And then when you do go to a, to um, apply for other jobs, you are already getting experience while you're in the process of getting your education. And like Kia said, nobody asked you how long it took you to get a degree, but they do look at your experience and how long you've been doing something. And so you have an up there in which you are working currently and you're getting current experience. So when you get done, you'll have the experience and the education. So you're good. Exactly. And and you can take that experience with you right into a job at this current firm or you can take this experience with you to a job at another firm. Exactly. It's just, you know what I'm saying? Like you have options. Um, you're in a good position to just, you know, take this uh, opportunity for what it is. If it's if it, there's something meant for you there after you graduate. Awesome. But if not, don't feel like all your eggs are in this basket and they just dropped on the floor and crushed. No, sis, you got plenty more eggs. There's plenty more accounting firms. Tax season comes every single year. Yes. If you if you have the skill set, then you always going to have the job. That's Qu- how I feel. Quarterly it. for some of us. So <laughs> you always <laughs> have the job. Always. Just <laughs> niggas don't, like me. don't fret. Add or subtract. I can't divide. So <laughs> I use a calculator to do that, and I don't feel bad about it. So. Moving along. Okay. <laughs> Katniss, we hope that was helpful, sis. Keep it posted. Go ahead. That, that name is so funny to me. Hunger Games, honey. We're going to switch this to something completely different. Oh, boy. Nah. Honesty back. It says, praise the Lord, niggas. Y'all can call me Keisha. That's a fake name. <laughs> All right, Keisha. Fake name, Keisha. You guys will see why she used a fake name. Oh, boy. I have a bit of a dilemma, so let's get right to it. I think I'm in love with my best friend, but oh, she's in love with someone else. Oh, God. Every time she tells me about something, every time she tells me something about him or mentions hanging out with him, I feel a bit jealous. It took a long time for me to admit this to myself because I didn't know exactly what I was feeling. For a while, I thought the feelings of jealousy were sparked by her spending a lot of time with him and thus spending less time with me. Now that I'm being honest with myself, I think I envy him because I have deeper feelings for her. I feel like the love that I have for her has evolved, and I often find myself thinking about being intimate with her. Oh. I haven't mentioned this to her at all, partly because I'm not sure how to bring it up, and I don't know how she'll react. She and I have a great, strong relationship, and I don't want to do or say anything that could jeopardize that. We are honest with each other and share nearly everything, but I'm nervous about revealing this and potentially making things awkward. Should I tell her and see what happens or leave it alone and suppress my feelings? Thanks in advance for your advice. P.S. I am a heterosexual woman, or at least oh, I thought you. I was before I started falling for my bestie. Cry laughing what? face emoji. Love, Keisha. Oh. Keisha, I'm Keisha. Sorry. She wanted me to meet her. She said she wanted to make oh, the relationship get deeper. Sorry. <laughs> Woo, girl. I'm at a total loss. I got to be honest. I don't, I don't even know which way to, huh? I hey, man, have you ever seen I don't know. Of Living Single where, um, Oh, my home girl from Cosby. Charmaine comes back. <laughs> oh, Charmaine Taisha Brown. Charmaine Taisha Brown. The fastest talking fact, person. She was, in lo- she was in love with Max or was she in love with? She was in love with Maxine, but didn't. Yes. But instead of telling her that, she did not tell her she was a lesbian. She just told her she right. was getting married. 
And then it all came out later that the reason she didn't tell her is because she was afraid of her reaction because she was in love with her. That's not this. Wow. This is crazy. You're Charmaine. Mm. But (laughs) yeah, man, this is this is a this This is is a doozy. doozy. I don't even really know. So, so listen, you are going to, this is going, if you all have never discussed a relationship in this capacity, nor have you discussed feelings uh, for other women, because I think you said this is your first one, and she has not expressed that to you. There is a great percentage that it could make your relationship awkward. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what could happen. And the other end, on the Cinderella side of things, you could tell her and she could be like, girl, me too. I didn't oh. know I was waiting for you to tell me. And then oh, you all yeah, can fall yeah. truly, madly, deeply in love. And, you know, great. Yeah, I think um, it's pretty safe to assume that no no matter what, the nature of your relationship is going to change. It's going to change. Um, <laughs> unless you decide to just not say anything ever again, which I which I don't know is the best thing that for I feel, you. I don't feel like that. I I feel like everything that I've tried to consciously suppress has always just come flying out of my face at the worst time ever. So like diarrhea. I feel like I don't know that it's wise. Well, maybe I'll say it like this. I don't know that I would be able to um, promise that I could just tuck these feelings away and never, ever say anything to anybody ever. Yeah, these Um, sound like very strong feelings. Yeah, I mean, the the way that you describe, like, the detail, the way that you've worded these sentences in this email... Leads me to believe that these are real feelings that you have. Um, And I don't know that these feelings are, are, you know, can like I said, can be, you know, just kind of tucked in (laughs) like, like that. Um, But I, I, I absolutely believe that if you voice them, express them in any way, you just have to be prepared for the nature of your relationship, your relationship to change. Um, That's it. And you have to figure out what means. I mean, everybody in this world needs some sort of mental peace. You know what I'm saying? And like Kia said, when you try to suppress things, that generally ends badly. Um. So we're not. So we're not telling you. We're we're not telling you any to, what to do either way. Yeah, but you I do have a lot to think life. about. Right. Nah. Honestly, <laughs> I can't call it. And I wish that I wish that I did have. Um more useful advice for you sis i really do uh, i just i don't know especially if your best friend is in a relationship with somebody else i'm not sure how well this will be received <laughs> at all right um if at all um so yeah i don't know i think yeah. it's just a matter of you need you need to come to grips with how strong your feelings are come you know if they're as strong as you think they are and if they are that strong, you know, being prepared, just preparing yourself for the consequences and having no expectations, you know, I think that's probably safe. Have no expectations. 
when you, when yeah. you decide, if you decide to, to express yourself to your um, best friend, and just be okay with whichever way the pendulum swings. <laughs> like, absolutely. Whether you have the Cinderella happy ending, or whether you have the love and hip hop Atlanta. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I feel like this Ooh. is, yeah. We're not laughing at you either. No, it's I'm laughing just... because I just, I'm, I wish I really, I wish I had more uh, advice to offer yeah. you. I, can we yes. phone a friend? Can I phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Crystal? Let's phone a friend. <laughs> I feel like I need some reinforcement. Um, I think, but I honestly feel like anybody would tell her the same thing. We know you do not know what the outcome is going to be, and so you have to figure out if you want to, uh, if you want to chance changing the. You are going to change the nature of your relationship, but if you want to chance that 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 outcome, whether it be positive or negative, you don't know which direction it's going to go, but you have to think about those things, and so. All I have for you is all of the peace. <laughs> I hope that you find some resolve and keep us updated. Okay, Shagura. Let us know how, how it works out. Hokeisha. Oh, man. Shall we move on? Yeah. The next email comes from Morgan. Morgan says, hi, cousins Jade and Kia. I didn't want to start this email off with the typical praises of how awesome you guys are, but I will. <laughs> you ladies have been my best friend, older, wiser cousins in my head for the past few months as I've learned to process and navigate aging in my early 20s that will prep me for the rest of my Lord willing adulting years. Anyway, let's get into it. So as a woman of 24, I have difficulty meeting new people. I went to a small school setting my entire life, worked small office jobs and have a small circle of friends. I met a ton of amazing people in my college years, but unfortunately, none of them are relatively close to me. Um, in fact, most of them are states away, making our chances to connect in person few and far between. This usually leads me to endless Saturday nights alone. In the attempt to make new friends and meet new people, I opted into the dating pool, but niggas will be niggas. So my next option is networking. Due to my somewhat shy personality, networking can be intimidating for me as I'm not necessarily the fly on the wall but the fly in someone's drink. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> Listening in on combos, but never really feeling included. Jade, as a woman in a catering, as a woman in catering and a former bartender, how would you go about meeting new people? Or what have you observed and uh, or what have observed best practices for meeting new people? Kia, as the founder of Hashtag Team Typing Fast, how would you go about <laughs> meeting others, members of your industry? I guess my main question is, how do I break into conversations that I wasn't included in and avoid feeling like an outcast? Your advice is much appreciated as I have my first mixer. Uh, oh, she's attending a, a mixer in a couple of weeks. Love you, ladies, dearly. And I hope to have a family reunion and meet y'all in person. Love and blessings, Morgan. Well, hey, Morgan. Morgan, as I mean, Jade, as a caterer and bartender, what are the best practices? <laughs> Oh, for man. meeting new people. How do you go about meeting new people? Well, as a bartender, um, you know, you become like this therapist involuntarily and people tend to just want to talk to you. And me, I just don't really want to talk to them. So that's terrible <laughs> advice. However, <laughs> um, 
most of the people that I've met uh, and become friends with I have have just happened naturally through um, other friends or what have you. I met Kia through other friends, and that's just kind of how we all kind of met each other. Um, and well, that, I know that's, that's my experience. I kind of just meet people through other people and sometimes it clicks and sometimes it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? I think the best thing that I can offer you is just to be natural. Cause when you start entering conversations awkwardly, people are going to start giving you that, uh, where'd you come from? Right. <laughs> Cause that's how I look at people <laughs> when they're awkward. Right. But then sometimes people will, will come into a conversation and it and it it just flows you know what i'm saying um my friend michael arsenault is releasing a book soon called i can't date jesus hey michael i just congratulations and um not saying that i became friends with this lady but i was at a catering one day and i was talking to an uh another friend about his book and it just so happened that this lady walked up and she was like wait a second um what did you say the name of that book was? And I said it and she was like, oh, I just saw him speak on a panel. And we kind of got into a conversation from there. And so the best thing that I, I have to offer is, is for you to enter conversation naturally and, you know, just try to try to meet people as natural as possible. And if that means, you know, try to meet, you know, talk to other friends, see what's going on, like get yourself more involved in a social scene and it will happen for you. Yeah, I think that uh, people are attracted to people who uh, are just comfortable and out there living their lives. Um, I I know the pressure that you feel in terms of like, okay, I'm going out to meet new people. Um, but I have to say that all of the relationships that I have developed, people that I have met since moving here to the DMV, um, almost five years ago now, uh, they've been, they've been all the conversations evolved like really organically. It was never like I went out to meet people. It was like, I was literally just out. I was out at church. I was out at the hairdresser. I was out at the car wash. I was out at the museum and somebody walked up to me and said, I like your shoes. Or I walked up to somebody and said, I like your jacket or I like your earrings. And you know, I went to festivals, I went to day parties, I went to, and a lot of times I went by myself. I went, you know, I just tried to be out living my life and having a good time enjoying me. And you just bump into people, you know, y'all waiting at the concession stand at the same time, or, you know, it's not, <clears throat> I can't say that I've done anything intentionally to meet people and maybe that's just because I'm socially awkward and, and don't like to talk to strangers <laughs> that that's because that is very much my reality like even with this whole team typing fast thing like uh I'm blown away people come up to and Jade will tell you like people will come up to us and be like I listen to your show and I'm like why <laughs> <laughs> I swear every time I'll be like for real like every week oh my god that is fascinating but um it's a blessing it is a blessing but i'm just saying like i i don't yeah this whole i don't know i'm not i'm not i've never been the social butterfly but i've always been connected to a lot of people just because it doesn't take much for me to be out and entertaining myself and i think people have been drawn yes. to the fact that you know I will go to the movies and sit in the middle of the theater by myself and laugh like I'm with 17 people. Um, or she will be in the corner watching TV while everybody's absolutely. doing something else. And you'll just hear her. 
and it's Kia over there in the corner. Because I entertain myself. You know what I'm saying? And I enjoy myself. I enjoy my life. Them niggas will be over there playing spades until three in the morning. I'll be watching a 227 marathon, slapping my knees and getting my whole life. Getting Uh, her life. uh, And you know, so I don't know. I, I think Morgan, you have to find ways to enjoy Morgan and enjoy yourself um, get dressed up and do things that make you feel good or don't get dressed up if that doesn't make you feel good. Wear things that you like, wear things that you feel confident in, you know, uh, you know, just just have fun and enjoy being 24 in the world. And I, I feel like just people are drawn to that kind of energy. And, you know, I, our people are typically off put by when it seems like someone is sitting over there in the corner listening to mm-hmm. your conversation, wondering when can they jump in? <laughs> um, right. Like that girl's a creep. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, and I, I'm not trying to offend you. I understand I've been in the place where you've been, but I, I'm telling you from that, from that experience, when you're out and about just outside living your life and, and doing you, people will be drawn to, mm-hmm. to that kind of energy. People will just see the light that you carry and want to, you know, just sit by you or whatever. And the conversation will just happen organically. Um, but yeah, it's, a, but just get yourself involved in stuff, like go do stuff. Yeah, And I mean, the friends that you have from other cities, you know, tell them that you're trying to meet new people, ask them if they know people who live in the area, get out and get involved in some activities, go to, or, go to a sip and paint, go to uh you know, go to live shows, all kinds of things that you can do where yeah. people, other people are just around. Um, and just try to find, I know it sounds weird and counter counterintuitive, but if you learn how to enjoy being Morgan outside all by Morgan self, you'll find that people are drawn to that and you'll start connecting. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, you can also use this as an opportunity to travel. It is a blessing actually for you to have friends in other states. And I have plenty of friends who are never in town because they are always traveling. So you can use it as an opportunity, especially now while you're young and you're single and you got nothing to do. Man, I wish I I traveled, but I wish I would have traveled more. You know what I'm saying? So use this as an opportunity to go visit your friends in other places and then take some trips by yourself, hit up crush global and plan a trip and go somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, Think that you don't think because you're not doing something on a Saturday night in your local city that you, you know, there's not other things to do. You can get out of that local city for the weekend and go do tons of stuff. Go take yourself on some road trips like go just go find activities, go find activities, other places, go to festivals in other places like use your youth and your time and your resources to enjoy your time right now. And all and, and that social scene will come as you get out there and, and do more things that you enjoy doing. Cause you always want to be yourself. Like I can't not be Kia. Always. So like Kia's never been the girl who's just kind of like walking up to people, introducing herself. Like that's just not who I am. No. You know what I'm saying? It's never mm-hmm. been me. So I, so me trying to be that girl will result in you feeling like the fly in somebody's drink. So, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I feel nah. like you got to find ways to be yourself in spaces. People are are attracted to that kind of authenticity. So, Morgan, we hope that that is helpful to you, sis. Let us know yes. how the mixer goes and hit us back and let us know some of the things that you're planning on doing as the spring starts to break, the, the starts to get warmer outside. Yeah. Do your Googles and find out what's going on in your area and hit us back and let us know what things you're going to go to. That's it. 
All right, we have one more in our honesty bag. So we're going to get right to it. Praise the Lord, niggas, and happy love day, ladies. Oh, she did send this on February 14th. Bless her heart. Let's call me Lola. Lola. (laughs) You all's names. I'm loving them today. I'm a 24-year-old black woman born and raised in the Midwest. About two years ago, as I prepared to graduate with my bachelor's degree, I experienced a terrifying bout of anxiety. I was having trouble distinguishing reality from my dreams, and I thought I was losing my mind. I visited a psychiatrist who diagnosed the generalized anxiety disorder, which was triggered from lack of sleep. I was able to push through and graduate. Praise the Lord. Praise him. After graduation, however, I became extremely careful of my energy output and jumped two years to now and my hashtag team type and fast card should be revoked. Unable to find the balance between mental and physical exhaustion and becoming a sloth. I'm hoping you ladies have advice on finding that healthy balance. I'm sure this is a shared struggle and I'm for damn sure too young to be burnt out. And any similar experience and advice is greatly appreciated. Yours in sisterhood, Lola. I pray that you both are experiencing lots of love today. I would not be writing to the podcast if I did not respect and appreciate your opinions. Jade and Kia, you inspire me and take <laughs> me down every week. And it's amazing getting grown with y'all. Oh, so precious. Aww. Thank you, Lola. Lola. Well, Lola, girl. What do you have for Lola to do? So burnout is real. Um, I don't think it's age specific. Uh, I Ooh. think that our, our sense of burnout is like, extreme exhaustion and fatigue that we feel um, is exacerbated by things like social media and like round the clock news. I think that our minds are engaged even when our bodies are not. So um, there are things that I have that I need to get better about. Cause I was going to say things that I do or things that I have done, but things that I, I don't do <laughs> that I should be doing. Um, and you probably are being, you are the kick in my behind right now to get my act together because I can wholly, wholly relate to all of this that you said in your mm. email. Even today, um, feeling this constant sense of just like drowning. Like I feel like I'm underwater up to my neck in water, um, with all kinds of responsibilities and things on my mind, you know, and, mm-hmm. I have a health condition. Stress makes that worse. Um, And even still, I find myself being stressed out and then my body is hurting and I'm stressed. Like, so it's a vicious cycle that I have to get better about managing. Um, So I think the both of us need to find ways to turn off um, and disengage um, so that we can, you know, be refueled um right so i have a horrible habit of checking my phone as soon as i open my eyes and Mm -hmm. i know that i need not do that because uh somebody (laughs) said something on instagram or twitter or something that's annoying or i'll see um a post that will make me think of somebody that'll you know set me in my feelings and that's even before i put my feet on the floor Um, and I know that that personally is one of the ways that drains me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like how I'm laying in the bed, literally just woke up and I'm already drained. Why? Because I have allowed somebody else's business, life, thoughts, opinions, commentary affect me. So I have got to get better about guarding and protecting Mm -hmm. my energy 
and the things that I allow into my body. Um, cause I know it's cliche and our parents said it, but like literally garbage in, garbage out. Right. So mm-hmm. I have got to be more intentional about how, where I invest my time, my attention, my energy in the morning. Um, right when I wake up, cause that really sets the tone for the day. Another thing that I, mm-hmm. that, that is helpful to me is making lists. So making lists for the week and then making lists for the day. And once I have established, like, you know, today, my list had three things on it. I have a horrible habit of after I, so I finish Monday's list and I'll stop picking at Tuesday's list. I got to stop that. So like, so my Monday list, <laughs> I finish my Monday list. I have to literally get up from my desk, pack my bag, get on the train and come home. Otherwise, I'll be sitting there continuing to, you know, deal with other things. That happens when you have a thousand mm-hmm. things to do, but you really have to like get intentional about where you're going to spend your time. Because if you don't, you can be your own worst enemy, which is often the case with me. So prioritizing my time and setting hard boundaries about what I'm going to do and when. That's number two. The third thing is I have got to be more intentional about days of rest. Keisha, mm. Keisha um, used to take my calendar. We haven't done this in a couple of months, so she probably, I probably need, I yeah, I feel probably will need to, <laughs> I probably will need to hit her up soon to get it done because I'm feeling the heaviness. Uh, around Thanksgiving, Keisha would literally have me open up my computer, go to my iCalendar. She would take it from me and she would look at my calendar and say, okay, you're going to get, so what time do you get off of work on March 9th? And I would say five o'clock. Okay. You're not allowed to open your computer until March 11th. So that means March 10th is a day where you do not open your laptop for any reason. And of course I fight her. I'll be like, girl, that's unreasonable. I'm not doing that. So, so, but she's my accountability partner in that. Um, and when I have, so instead of me working, she'll say, you're going to sleep in, you're going to get up, you're going to do a face mask. You're going to take a bath. You're going to call me. We're going to go get sushi. And like, so we'll make a plan for days for some, for things for me to do that day that are not work-related, that are meant to be self-care and replenishing and rejuvenating for me and my spirit. Um, And we'll set two or three days a month where I'm not working, I'm not thinking about work or podcasting or typing fast or anything of that nature. (laughs) Um, And I will do things, and, and those will be my days of intentional rest because if I do not plan those days out, then I end up you know, feeling like I feel right now. Like I just could fight everybody. Mm. (laughs) I could just fight. I tweeted earlier today that I hate everything and everybody today. And I meant it. Like when I said it, I was like, I hate everything and everybody today. (laughs) And this is not a drill. I mean it. So get out of my way. Like that's exactly (laughs) what I, when I typed it, that's what I meant. And I think it's because I've been going, I've been going, going, going. Like Mm -hmm. I got on a plane Thursday night, I went to Oberlin uh, for that meeting. I was at that meeting literally all day. From 8 a.m., I got on the plane at 6.30. The plane was delayed an hour. I didn't get home until 9 p.m. And then Saturday, 
I was out with Keisha. I had something to do late Saturday night. So like Sunday, I was like completely spent. Like I couldn't even go to church. I sat in my house all day in the dark on Sunday just because I was mentally spent. Um, And so mm-hmm. now I'm trying to pull myself out of that. But yeah, I feel like I did a lot of talking just then. But those are those are the things that I, I do when I'm com- combating burnout which unfortunately happens to me more than I like to admit. But yeah, I hope that that's helpful. Do you have anything to share? Um, I completely agree with you with being intentional in the morning. I, at my mornings, I have to get no already. Uh, and sometimes I sleep right into the moment where I have to get up, but I want to do better about getting up a few minutes ahead of time and kind of taking a second. And like you said, not looking at your phone because I made the mistake of looking at my phone this morning and I was punched in the eye by Safari's penis. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was drinking water almost choked right now. God just. God bless Safari. So. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Jesus. But continue. So, so I have to do better. Like, you know, I should have like gotten up, did some yoga, some reading. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an album my phone and pa it I was right to, I need to read my Bible. I'm so <laughs> yeah, glad. I'm so glad <laughs> yeah. that I did um I was so grateful because if I would have saw Safari's penis first thing this morning, there's no telling how my day would have gone. I totally I I should have because <laughs> I didn't see it until later in the day. I was on the train. I was on the metro when I saw it and was just coughing like <clears throat> oh my oh my god. It was literally the first thing that I saw when I opened Oh my, oh my Lord. What I was, is this? I was taken aback. Okay. Yeah. It threw me off a little bit. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to distract you. Oh, no. I distracted myself. Um, <laughs> so I say all that to say, <laughs> you do need to be intentional about, about what you're putting in your body. Key is, key is completely right. Um, and burnout is super real and it can happen at any point in any time with any person of any age. Absolutely. Uh, my days off, I what I try to do is if I have nothing, like there's no event, there's no work, like he has said, there's no podcasting. My week sucks. It like it's Monday through Friday. I have to I have to work. I have to mother. I have to wife. I have to let me not say that sucks. That was terrible. <laughs> but I'm saying all that to say it is crowded. I mean, when we are done recording tonight, I'm going to go bake over 100 desserts. And that's just how it rolls sometimes. So what I have to do is on the days where I know there's nothing to do, I try to take those moments to myself. You know what I'm saying? And whether that's catching up on a show or a book or whatever, it's just kind of just not really thinking about doing anything, not cooking. I will order food. I will sit in my bed and I will do whatever I feel like doing in that moment in my bed. But I I just try not to leave that space for a time. And I don't get to do that all the time, but I make sure that I have days where I do get to do that because it helps me to refresh so that I don't feel because I am constantly going. You know what I'm saying? And so finding that balance is just figuring out those moments where you can rest your mind, rest your body. So that you are recharged for when you have to get work done. Because there are times where we are going to keep going, but we have to just stop and take those seconds and say, in those moments when we can, and say, all right, I'm going to now focus on myself. And that'll rejuvenate me for the next 
little spree that I have where I have to, you know, I have a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, because you have to be productive, right? You can't pour it. Yeah. You can't pour out of an empty glass, cup, no. pitcher, whatever. So we have, just like we're intentional about the things that we have to do, we have to be intentional about taking care of ourselves. And I'm totally preaching to myself right now as I sit here. Uh, <laughs> as I sit here in total emotional disarray, but uh, I, 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 I actually appreciate you for writing in to help to get me together. Um, because when I'm tired, everything is terrible. My mood is terrible. I'm my, I'm, I'm my attitude, all things. But we got to do better, Lola. You and me and Jay, we all going to do better. <laughs> um, about um, you know, keeping keeping our priorities in line uh, because we are young, but we also have things to do. And, but in order for us to have longevity in our careers and managing the conditions that we have, physical, family, mental, personal, otherwise, we got to take care of ourselves. Otherwise we won't do anything or anybody else any good. No, you're never no going to, like Kia said, you're never going to be able to do anything with an empty glass. If you don't nourish your body, it's going to shut down on you. So you have to do the same thing with your mind and with your spirit and your body. <laughs> you have to rest it and you have to rest your mind as well. You know what I'm saying? It can't be going just because you're sitting down. You like have to truly take that time to yourself. So I hope that was helpful. All right, um, man. That's concluding our honesty bag episode. That's it. Happy uh, black guys, continue. Happy Black History Eternity, <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> we are forever sitting on the mountaintops. We looking down. have been looking <laughs> from the mountains. <laughs> of so, that tradition. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Let's move along to the petty peeves Let's so that it. we can wrap this thing up. All right. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. It is time <laughs> for the petty peeves. <laughs> we are just obnoxious. We are obnoxious. And I don't care. Um, my petty peeve is my own this week. Okay. Uh, I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. Sleep. Postmates pissed me off. I uh, scheduled a delivery that I needed today. And I even got contacted by the Postmates for clarification on one of the items. Um, went to go check a while later, like, hey, I haven't heard anything. That's so strange. And got a text message about two and a half hours later that said that my entire order was canceled. Oh. So, of course, that puts a huge dent in my day because at this point, it's too late for me to make another order, which means I have to go to the store and do this myself. So I emailed Postmates and um, I tweeted them as well because I find that you get a very fast response when you call a company out on Twitter. And I said, you know, I, I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Like this, the Postmate even contacted me and then all of a sudden the thing is canceled. Like I'm trying to figure out what's happening. And so the person's like DM us. So I DM'd them. And they're going to tell me, oh, so strange. We don't have any Postmate listed. That, so it's so strange that you got any communication. So I sent, a, I sent a screenshot. I said, well, since it's so strange, here's proof that this Postmate texted me in my response back to them. 
<clears throat> and so then they respond back to me, oh, it looks like your Postmate had an emergency and they had to cancel. Um, they had to cancel the order and we couldn't find another Postmate. Well, it's so funny because a second ago, you just told me you couldn't even find a Postmate and I had to send you a screenshot. And now all of a sudden, you all you all can figure out what happened with my Postmate. Like, that's dumb. And that's irritating and it's passive aggressive. And so I actually went back and forth with some idiot Postmate customer service rep on Twitter. And then I finally said, do you want me to out you? you like, you're trying to play me right now. What are you doing? I will put everything on blast right now. Like I will post everything. They're like, no, nobody is trying to. Thank you for your service. Because they also took $100 out of my account. Well, that's so no. The answer is no. I'm very irritated. I don't know what's up with this $100 today, but it seems to be a pattern. Um, so anyway, my petty peeve this week is for Postmates. I hate you all, and I won't be using you for a very long time. And so, hey, my babies, um, <laughs> I'd like for us to band together and nobody use Postmates. I love us for real. <laughs> I don't care if you order your Chipotle on Postmates, but I am personally upset with Postmates and I will not be using them for some time. Go off. Anyway, what's your petty peeve, sis? Hold on, I have to sneeze. Dad. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that, but I just, it just happened before I could stop it. So I, why are you laughing? I had to sneeze. I know, but the dab, because we dab every time we sneeze in this I house. I dab. I hate the dab. You're not supposed to sneeze in your hand. You sneeze into your elbow. So you dab. Anyway. Oh my God. I had to teach that to a coworker the other day. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I have actually two. The first is really brief. Hey guys, listen. I understand that sometimes the comments is where you tag people. Sometimes you tag people in the comments on Instagram because you want them to see something. Like you tag your friends, right? But there's also a feature on Instagram where you can like send the post to your friends and you guys can have like a private conversation about it that is like outside of my comments. <laughs> but because I find that recently there have been a host of discussions that literally have almost nothing to do with me that happened in the comments of my pictures. And it's like, okay, well, y'all carry on here. Okay. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I just noticed it. It just happened. Like, it's like, I don't know. Like, Hey, this is not the shade room. It was just, just so my funny page. though. It's like, <laughs> I guess someone was like showing, uh, showing their friend my hair. And the other girl was like, this is not for me. And I was just like, no, girl, it's not for you. It's my hair. Well, first of all, take that to your text messages and out of my comments. But, I mean, okay. Because I posted a picture of my okay. hair and I don't care it's what's okay. not for you. Like, I mean, people can do what they want. It's fine. I just noticed that. That's why. They can do what they want <laughs> elsewhere, though. You ain't got to go that's home. But you got to get the hell up out I of my comments. And I was just like, what? What she talking about? Because all I saw was it's not for me. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what is for you? So I, when I went back and upon further investigation, I found out that she wasn't even talking to me. Um, now that's like people get real. Well, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to button to your petty, but people get real wild in comment sections. And I just, you know, can I just take like just one second? I was never going to address this, but I'm going to address this. Somebody hit, was in my comments and made a comment about one of my friends. I'm not going to say their name, but they are one of my friends. And they made a comment about them. And it it was and it was a negative comment. Like, ugh, look at such and such. They look what? blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. And I commented back before I blocked them, which I don't do often, but I commented back and I was like, please take your miserable <laughs> shit elsewhere. Don't come in my comment section with, don't come in here talking about my people in my comment section. Take your miserable ass somewhere else. And I don't really know what, sh- if she had anything to say. Um, she's probably no longer a listener of the show, but <laughs> I blocked her. Like, don't come, don't come over here with that because that's not the energy that we're looking for. So you can, and honestly, I don't have no problem letting you know that you can really just go on somewhere else about your business because I don't need wow, it over that here. that is something. Anyway. Um, my, yeah. I did ahead. have I'm a petty peeve, uh, again, specific to my travels. So I just, I, I'm, I'm, I am ever baffled by people who feel like instructions don't pertain to them especially on airplanes so you know when you're flying <laughs> and you gate check your baggage like if you're i was on a small the plane to ohio was a smaller plane mm-hmm. so everyone's carry-ons were not going to fit so they gate check just about everybody's carry-on carry-on luggage um which is the scam which is the yeah. scam i mean we don't have to pay it was free but um, right, that's what I'm saying. It's a scam right. on, on, on those. So, things. when we land in Ohio and the flight attendant said more than one time, if you are picking up gay check luggage, on, line up on the jetway, line up to the right, <laughs> right? Make sure that you stand in line to the right of the jetway so that those who are not waiting for bags can you know make it out of the jetway and get to their connecting flights or whatever have you sounds sounds simple enough because we learn how to to line up in lines in preschool i thought right so Mm -hmm. but never fails it's always a group of people who feel like that rule doesn't pertain to them so they line up Mm -hmm. on both sides of the jetway and now it's people trying to get through and it's just this whole, mm-hmm. all of this confusion that could be avoided if people would just follow instructions because the bags mm-hmm. are going to be, you know, they take, they put the bags on the jetway for you to pick up. They put the bags one at a time. So it's literally like you're waiting for the people to bring your bag. When you see your bag, you go get it. But because it's, now people standing on both sides. You can't even really see down there to see if that's your bag that's coming. So it's just utter confusion that makes me angry because I'm like, <laughs> all of this could be avoided if you Bamas would just follow the simple instruction that you've been given. <laughs> not once, not twice, but often three times the man says, line up to the right of the jetway so that others who are not waiting for check baggage can proceed out of the jetway um, and going about their merry lives. But every time, every time, it was about, it's about six, uh, maybe not more than that. It was probably about 10 to 12 people standing on the left side of the jetway. And I'm just looking at them like, uh, what, what part of the instruction was confusing for you? So now you've made this comp- process more complicated for all of us. And, you know, just because you're hard headed, like that's like, it just troubles me. It troubles me every time. It makes me angry. And that's why it's my petty peeve. Humans are stupid. And I find that they cause most of all of the issues that we have. Um, 
including traffic. People just tend to do dumb things that they don't have to do that would actually cause other things to to, to flow smoothly. So I hate everybody like that. Um, and that is another episode <laughs> of Getting Grown. <laughs> we are sorry if we put a damper <laughs> on your day. But this is just uh, some of the trials that, no, Lord, what is it that you be saying? The, the test, trials, tribulations, the terms, tumultuous times. You got it right. Terrible, the terms, mm-hmm. tragedies of adulting. And so we ask you to continue to listen. Thank you all for continuing to support. We have a really huge announcement coming for you next week. So stay tuned. Um, make sure you're sending your kitchen table talk suggestions, honesty box questions, and shout out to my sisters and all of that to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, continue yep. to drink your water. Mine. Yeah. your skin. Mind your business. Because your black <laughs> will crack if Mind. it's dry. But we have been watching <laughs> from the mountain. Okay. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>